What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, what they like to call me, Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Mm. Is it me or was it hiding here? Oh, my God. Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood. We live on Instagram right now. Shout out to all the followers. Shout out to my special guest. Hello. You can be anywhere in the world. But you're here with me. Shout out to DJ Cole. I think it's just me. Anyways, hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood the Podcast. So Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Uh, I like to do a recap, <coughs> excuse me, of my last episode. I had DJ, the legendary DJ, Mix Master. Ice, uh, aka Hip Hop Elder. He just he just labeled himself that. Um, he is one third of the group UTFO, Untouchable Force Organization. He is an honorary core DJ. He's a Brooklyn native. Uh, production. <coughs> he owns a production company by the ice by the name of Ice Cold. Why it won't let me be great today? God damn. Um, Ice Cold Productions uh, and Ice Cold Enterprise. He has a management company. Follow him on Instagram, M-I-X Master Ice. Y'all know how to spell. Y'all know how to spell. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Read a book or something. Uh, and without further ado, I want to give my guest his flowers right now and introduce him. Uh, he is an international mogul, one of VA's most prominent when I say that, prominent music producers. Uh, he is born in Jamaica. Uh, he just dropped an album with Currency called Matching Rolexes. Uh, he's he's a, Are you the former tour DJ of Lex Luger, or are you still continuing the tour with Lex Luger? Uh, we, haven't, we haven't toured in a little while, but you know, whenever it's time to kick it back up, you know, it's, it's current. Mm-hmm. And you're the CEO of Kino Beats LLC, and you're in Norfolk State university representative i can't even get my words out yeah damn behold the green and gold <laughs> we have Kino beats in the building <laughs> g stacks in the building we in session 420 y'all if y'all need to book y'all session come through uh so how you doing today i'm good i can't complain that's good that's good um so we're gonna get into the interview with this question uh how did this thing called entertainment enter your life uh shit i've been doing this since Middle school, really. I um, I was hustling in 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 middle school selling CDs. Like everybody wanted, you know, something to listen to. Right. I knew how to burn CDs, so I was making you know copies of everybody's favorite album. <laughs> you know, and I was selling them, bootlegging. Right. And, right. Uh, 
people at school wanted to rap, so I had them coming to my house to rap, and I was recording them. I was charging money to record, and then I started making beats for them, and then from there, that's what I've been doing my whole life. What? So, did you grow up in Jamaica, or did you grow up in Virginia? Nah, I left Jamaica when I turned seven. Okay, so yeah. how was the entertainment lifestyle um, growing up in Jamaica? Because I know... Shit. You know, it was way different and probably a culture shock when you moved here. So how was that different? Yeah, the only thing was since I was so young, I ain't really, it didn't affect me so much. You know what I mean? So, like, I knew it was, like, more of a music impact down there than it was here. Mm. It's like nobody in my family really is really musically inclined. Really? Outside of, like, my, like, aunts and uncles, but, like, my mom, dad, brother, and stuff like that. They don't, well, my brother, but not my mom and dad. So once we moved here, it was no more, no, it was no music. You know what I mean? So what? I just kind of adjusted to being... A Norfolk nigga. Right. So what <laughs> made you move to Virginia out of all places? Um, I think I think for my, my father had a job opportunity here, you know what I mean? So like growing up, like he he had a uh he was doing like sheet metal work or whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um uh yeah, he, he had an opportunity to like start like at a company. So I think that's kind of where I get my drive from because I watched him, like, started a company. Like, he was just sweeping. Like, I don't even think he was really getting paid. Like, we uh, were just kind of thugging it, you know right. what I mean? So we was living in Park Place for, like, a Ooh. cool year. We was, <laughs> yeah, we was thugging. Like, I remember that part <laughs> for sure. Like. And speaking of Park Place, um, did you know Mr. Servon has a, a connection? You know you know Mr. Servon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No right. limit. Um, he has a connection with Virginia, and he told I had just an interview with him, and he was like, "I know all about the the hoods." He mentioned Park Place. He mentioned mentioned yeah. Capital Cuts. I was like, "Well, how did you know that?" He said he's he was in the military and he lived here for like seven years. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people didn't know that. Nah, you know, a lot of folks. It's surprising, but everywhere you go around the world, like yeah. people have some type of connection back to Virginia. Right, like, they came through here. Like it's full circle, and I love it because me me and G was just talking about it, like how how small of a circle it is. Um, reverting sure. back to even me. Wanting you guys to connect me, right. wanting uh, Lex and him to connect, and eventually y'all, you know, connected, and that was crazy for me because I was like, "Yo, you need to work with this guy. Y'all need to work with Black. You need right, to work right, right. with, you know what I mean?" And so now it's all coming to fruition, and I and I, I believe in manifestation, but that's a whole nother ball game. So, okay. um, when you did move over here, you said you were seven, and so seven is around what? Like, that was like first grade. First like, grade. Okay. Yeah. So by the time I came here. Like, I remember, uh, actually, I don't remember what school that was. I really don't remember what school that was because, like I said, we only lived in, we lived in Park Place for, like, a year. Okay. And then we immediately moved to Norview. Okay. And that's where, like, every all my memories served from Norview, from being Tanners Creek Elementary, Rosemont, Norview High. Like, I remember all my, my Norview steps. You gotcha, know I mean? gotcha. So how was that like? What was that like? Um. And what inspiration was was it around was around growing up in the Norview area or in the um, Virginia area in general? Yeah, it was it was cool because it was like it was around the time when going outside was a thing. Mm. So it was like one of them things where like I could never play basketball, but mm. I was at a basketball court every day. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we mm -hmm. was outside every single day. And then where I live was. Um, was St. Andrew's place, which is which is what we call cross the catwalk. Okay. So like when you go cross the catwalk, like uh the school, Norview High School, is on this side of the catwalk, but St. Andrew's on the other side. So every single day we had to 
find a way to make it cross the catwalk. <laughs> you feel me? Right. And they ain't really like us cross the catwalk niggas too much. So, I mean, you know, at the time it wasn't so fun. And, right. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, but it, you know, it grew us to be what we are today. It kind of hardened us a little bit to understand certain situations and, you know, you can kind of detect danger fast when, right. you know, you see 12 niggas at the end of the corner <laughs> with bandanas. You kind of know, Waiting. like, maybe I should, you know, get the jets ready or, you know what I mean, put your hands up or figure it out. So, like, yeah, you learn that real fast coming up from those those parts, you know what I mean? So sure. I ain't going to treat it like it's like, you know what I mean, it won't fucking the worst fucking hood of all hoods right. but it won't sweet neither like i done seen some shit growing up you know what i mean mm-hmm. so. which made you the person who you are today Facts. and helped um did you participate <clears throat> in any extra activities in school i was in a band really? yeah what i always played play? in a band i played trumpet oh. so yeah i was section i was section leader and i was brass I played captain the saxophone oh, for it's real? still it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had the alto sax, so yeah, yeah I know how to play it. <laughs> the reason why I loved it so much is because I went to my first concert. Well, not my first concert, but it was technically my first concert with Kenny G. All and right. when I saw him, and you, and I have a picture of me touching his 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 jacket as he walked past. So I immediately knew the entertainment was gonna be there for me. And then when I when I saw him play that instrument, I was like, damn, I can See, do I that. Need, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts. And so I played it all the way from third grade up until twelfth grade. So facts. reading music was also a thing for me. So when, did did that come into into I, play, or how how did that even? I ain't even gonna lie. I think it was my next door neighbor. What? Yeah, my next door neighbor. Cause I, I, growing up, I was always with older, older folks. Okay. You know what I mean. So like, I was just watching my next door neighbor, and I thought it was cool. You know what I mean? Cause they used to, you know, I used to see them with a with the um, band uniform on. Right. I might uh, ride with somebody to the parade and seeing them. And then at the time, that's when it was live in the city. Like right. you had Norview versus Booker T versus Lake Taylor. Yep. So we'd see all the bands going at each other, and it was like a big thing. And then you go to, like, Norfolk State, and you yeah. see the bands, like, Battle of the Bands. I'm like, oh, nah, I got to get a part of that. You know what I mean? Right, right. So my neighbor, he played trumpet, so I'm like, fuck, I'm going to just learn how to play what he played. Wow. Really, that's how that went. So how long did that um, last? <laughs> nah, it lasts forever. I, I mean, I ain't, You still know how to play to this day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just come natural. Okay, yeah, it come natural. Wow. But I ain't going to lie. What happened was when, when it came around college time, I was already, um, I was already engineering in the studio. Oh, yeah, okay. I was already recording in the studio, so it was just like... I had to be realistic. Like I, um, I know, or I've heard of at least at the time, I've heard of a lot of producers that went on to become rich and famous. Yeah. But I haven't heard of so many trumpet players that went on <laughs> to become rich and famous. So it's like, all right, my nigga, like real life. Lou Ross. Yeah. I think that's the only. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it's hella producers. <laughs> like you're not going. Like, I want to hear my song on the radio, Facts. you know what I mean? You're not going to just hear, oh, that trumpet player is really good, and that's it. Like, I ain't trying to be no nigga on the corner asking for money while playing my trumpet. So Could y'all was... imagine seeing Kino on Oh, God. A... Oh, God. It ain't even, yo. <laughs> oh, oh, God. But it look, it's, it's sound funny, but it's like, it's real, because I got homies... I got homies that I was in the band with that I go to um I go to Granby Street and I could see some of them down there playing. Right. You know I mean? And it's it's respect because that's the of lane course. that they chose. And of it's course. like and it's like, you know, man, it's whatever your happiness is at the end of the day. Cause yeah. you know, one money don't equal happiness and it's just like whatever bring you peace, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can have somebody that choose to do, you know, music production and then 
never really happy or they really kirk out or be yeah. off type of all type of other shit. And then you have somebody that just want to play their instrument and they right. cool with just, you know, getting a couple of coins and being able to feed their family and go home and then come back and play the instrument. So yeah, it'd be what it is. But <laughs> I just made the decision to say, I, 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 look, it was a fork in the road and I went that way. You mm, know what I mean? mm. So tell us, tell us about that fork in the road. Like yeah. what, did it happen after you graduated and went to Norfolk State or did it happen um, in your later years? Nah, so it actually happened a little bit before then. Okay. It happened before then because I had a, um, I had a, uh, I was already learning a computer in high school. Oh, okay. And I had okay. a teacher, I had a teacher, he was a fucking dweeb. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was telling me, he was telling me, he was like, uh, he was like, um, uh, if you do music, you're not guaranteed to make any money at all. Wow. But if you do IT, um, you're guaranteed to at least start at a minimum of 50000 a year and possibly go up. You know right. what I mean? And he was like, you know, we were doing like, I had, I think like, um, I don't remember the name of all of them, but when I was in high school, I had like three different certifications. Like I had what? like A plus. Like, I was doing a whole bunch of different certifications. Yeah, I was a beast with the computer, for real. Wow. So, when I was doing all them certifications, um, he was like, you know, you're good with IT if you just follow this trajectory and just, you know, leave here, go to college. He was to the point where he was like, man, you don't even have to go to a four-year college. You could leave here, go do two years at college, get your your certifications, and you could just immediately walk in any job and wow. get this, and you'll be good. And I was like, that's cool, but I want to do music. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't give a damn. So he's like, I'm not saying, I'm not, you know how motherfuckers like, man, teacher told me I won't going to be shit. Right, you know right, what I mean? right, like, right. He didn't tell me I won't going to be shit. He was just like, look, I'm not saying that you won't be able to get where you're going to. I'm just saying this is a definite path for Correct. you. And this is a path that is going to be a Optional. little cha- yeah, 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 challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, I'm going to just take the challenge. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit behind no fucking desk. Right, yeah, so right. So that's how that went. And so at that time, you were full-fledged into the studio and into producing. Yeah. And into, had you had your first hit yet, or were you, um, like, the introduction to King in the, in the neighborhood. Really? <laughs> nah, I ain't had no hit, though. But, really? yeah, in, in the neighborhood, you know, folks folks knew me in around the neighborhood. And what did you start with? Because most um, producers or slash engineers start with Fruity Loops or yeah. those type of software. I had, a, I had a program called Cool Edit Pro. Yeah, started with Cool Edit Pro, for sure. I started with a computer mic and Cool Edit Pro, and I was doing it. I ain't going to lie. I remember when I knew I remember when I knew that uh, this shit was about to be serious. Because okay. when I, I had Cool Edit Pro and I had a computer mic, and I used to sit the computer mic on the table, and I, I would sit the, the, the speaker in front of the mic, and I would try to rap myself, and I would rap <laughs> while the beat was playing out the speaker. And I was recording it like that, and I was like, yo, this shit don't sound right, for real. Like, this ain't it. So then when I learned how to import audio mm-hmm. and import the beat into it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, nah. Oh, nah. <laughs> it's rap. Nah, was, nah, niggas can't see me now. I'm on. I'm on, nigga. You can hear my beat thump. My beat was thumping. I was like, hell nah. It's over with. Once I learned how to import the audio, I said, nah, I'm in the game. Mm. Niggas don't even know what's up. Wow. And then motherfuckers, that's when motherfuckers started coming to my house and shit, and we started really, yeah, recording. started recording. Got it out the mud. Hey, so yeah. if, if, if that opportunity was to present itself all over again, what would you tell that Keno Pete? 
do everything you did, young nigga. <laughs> nah, and honestly, and I would have said, but you know, everything happens the way it went. I would, I would have said, um, I would have said, disappoint your mom a little bit. You know what I mean? Because mm. I went to school for my mom. I didn't want to go to school. You know what okay. I mean? Because I was already, I was already. Are you talking about college or yeah, school college. in general? Yeah, okay, college, okay, college. Because okay. by the time I started, by the time I started college, I was already co-owning a studio. Wow. You know and what, what I mean? year what year was that? Around? Um 2009 or two, wow. yeah, okay. So I moved here in 01, so I was I was already here when you started. Damn. Yeah, it was about 2009. What? So yeah, I was already like, yeah, cuz I got yeah, yeah. So I was already like doing that and I was just like I'm already damn man, I'm already operating the studio. I'm right. already like I was already there. hustling in yeah. high school, so I already had three cell phones. I was already <laughs> making money. I bought. I don't, I'm on my second car. You feel what I'm right, saying? Right. Like I'm already you moving. Ahead of the game. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? They finna tell me at this school. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to school for. Like I'm just going because I'm staying at my mama's house right. and I want to make her happy. Right. But I like yeah. If I could change anything, I probably probably. I probably wouldn't have went to school. I ain't gonna lie, cause mm. I, I was already like I would have probably been further along on my. You um, think so? I think so. Yeah. But what about the experience you had in college? I don't you don't remember know, shit. From you college. don't? I ain't gonna lie. I, I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't even trying to like stir nobody the wrong way or or nothing. I ain't gonna lie. I just I you remember. Just I remember. I I remember. We did a new. There was a New York trip. Okay. That was dope. Okay. That was dope. I had signed up for a New York trip, and they had took us to like a lot of different like labels and stuff right. like that. That okay. was a that was a good experience. Um, man, I just remember <laughs> always fucking. I remember fuck. I remember going, going. I remember trying to set all my classes up so mm-hmm. all my classes would be done by right. one o'clock, right? So that I have time to record. That was all I was trying to do. Then I remember having night classes and having to cut my sessions short so I had to go to the fucking class. Then I remember learning shit that I was just like, what the fuck do I need to know this for? You know what I mean? Right, right. And then I, I, because I had a major in mass communications and a minor in music technology. But my my minor is like, I got the minor, I went to school and they was like, all right, um, by the end of this course, you'll learn how to record an artist and you'll learn how to apply three effects. Wow. So I was like, you mean like reverb and delay and stuff like that? They're like, yeah, you'll learn how to do all that. I was like, okay, so what if I bring y'all a session with that up there? <laughs> and they're like, I can teach yeah, the class right, at this point. <laughs> pretty much. So they was like, if you could do that, then you really don't even have to come. So like for my minor, for my minor in music um, production, like yeah. I literally only had to do like one class out of like I want to say like six or seven. Wow. Because all of them was production classes, but I was already doing it already. You know right, what I mean? So, right. I wonder what those teachers are saying now. Like, are they? Are you getting love from Norfolk State, or do they recognize yeah, you as being a, a super producer? Or I, that, that just not? It's it's cool. I, I, uh, um, Gerald Thompson. Okay. Yeah, Gerald Thompson. That's one guy that every time I see him, it's always been love. But it wasn't. It's, but I, I kind of blame myself because I wasn't like overly social at Understood. school, no way. Because yeah. the whole time I'm thinking about going back, back. to the studio, right. right? Like that's all I'm thinking about. Like right. I'm not paying attention to nothing in class. I'm just like I'm in class texting. They like, yo, Kino. <laughs> like I'm booking sessions at one p.m. and the class ends at one p.m. Wow, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like. Like every time the teacher's holding up shit longer, I'm like, yo, I got a session. Like, <laughs> hey, you done the, yet? yeah, the session in there. Like, bro, we waiting for you. Like, 
It's a good number of people that can vouch, like, damn, bro, I remember when you was goddamn coming straight from North State every day type yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Because that's a hustle in itself. Right. And even going to school or even just attending a, a um, historically black college mm-hmm. is just experience in itself. So if y'all do get to go to college, you know, you know. Just have a purpose. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Have a yeah. purpose. Have a purpose because, like like I said, that's why I don't really, I don't really challenge too much of stuff that happened in my life. Because, you know, everything happens the way it needs to happen. For sure. But For it's sure. like, just have a purpose while you're going to school. But it, I, I I said by the time, like, by the time I have children and stuff, if my child comes to me and my child tells me, um, uh, hey, look, Dad, I'm making these fucking cupcakes or I'm fucking <laughs> right. building cars or I'm doing whatever and I just feel like this could be a, a big business. I'm not making no good money off right. of this yet. Right. But I feel like this could be a business. And... If you could lay me out a full business plan, why you think this could be a big business and how this could work for you in five to ten years, right. I'm going to tell you, because I don't know where my fucking degree at. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> like, yo, like, show me where this shit can work. You know you what I mean? And it, you can show your plaques. Yeah, You know exactly. where your plaques yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. But sure. you don't know where the degree at. Ooh, so it's like, come that's, on now. Now that's different. It's different. So now it's like, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, yeah, you got to have purpose. Yeah. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah. Mm. Have some purpose. That's crazy. So speaking of purpose, um, how was your support system um, when you transitioned to being a full-time engineer, producer, slash DJ? Because I know you got hell of, you know, hell of, hell of shit you got going on as a hustler, but how was your support when you transitioned to those three aspects of your life? Um, for who, though? Like just just uh, around or your family or just you know in your circle how you know or yeah. was there even support if that makes sense? I guess yeah I kind of I don't yeah yeah it was or did that really ca- you know really, I never okay. really care I be so tunnel vision like I be tunnel vision with everything I do so it's like I ask people for um about you know what you think about the idea yeah. but I don't even know why I do that because I already <laughs> know in my head what I'm <laughs> right, finna right. do anyway so it's like. <laughs> I be tunnel vision, so I was like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you, like, support or care about what I'm doing or not because I already know in my head what I'm finna do, you know right, what I mean? Right. So that's kind of how that, that goes. Um, and then as far as, like, with, like, my parents and stuff, you know, they don't understand. They, they never understand it, so it's like, uh, yeah. It to this like, day, or is it is it just, okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Still to this day, I, it's 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 a little different now, just because with the album that just right, came out, right, like, right, right. like my mom is like super happy, and she don't know why. She just <laughs> she's like everywhere is like, yo, tell them about your album. I'm like, mom, trust me, she don't. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They're not listening to that. Like, like you not even listening to it. So it's like, come on, mom. Like, so that's how that go for real. It's like, damn, oh. So, uh, <clears throat> leading up in uh, up to your current um, situation, as far as your current two that you just dropped with him, um, what have who have you worked with, and like, um, what was your inspiration behind behind it? Um, well, with this project, um, I have I would have to speak on like Chromatone, of course, because that was like the original like. That was the plan. Like we went to New Orleans and we worked on the uh, Jet Welcome to Jet Life Recordings Volume Two, 
So me and Traumatone produced that whole project. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the whole thing. I mainly went in as an engineer, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. So that was like my focus point was to engineer, engineer the project and, you know, get some input on the Welcome to Jet Life project. And if Traumatone had a project, do that. So we ended up going in with the focus of that compilation project. That turned into us doing a whole project with Traumatone. Which ended, which turned into currency calling me back, like, "Yo, bro, I caught a vibe with you. Fly back out here and us doing matching Rolexes." Wow! But yeah. before, also before that, you have some, uh, you have some hits with a lot of, lot of people. Um, ASAP, yeah. is it ASAP Ferg? Is that one of uh, them? ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, yes, that's what it is. Cause that, um, who was it? Uh, High Def. I think he was. He was the one with ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of ASAPs. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that even become? A situation. Okay, so let's let's revert back to um, your first. Like, when when did you realize your first big hit or your big thing that's going to be prominent in your life? Your your biggest feature or your biggest, um, I guess, hit, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that would be. Um, excuse me. I think that'd be uh, when I did uh, Joel Santana and uh, Wiz Khalifa. Everything is. Okay. Yeah, I did, I did that record. Um, yeah, when I did that record, I was like, oh, yeah, nah, shit is real now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because Juels called me directly, you know what, what I mean? Yeah, he called me, and I was talking to him, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Because I really, I'm a dipset head. Right, you know what right. Because I mean? so, they used to travel here a lot. Exactly. So, so that's how you kind of yeah, met it with was, them? It was after the fact. Like, I met with them via, um, it was, I had some relationship, like, with uh, 40 Cal and some uh-huh, other members. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then I um so he already knew my name, but okay. then emailing beats through uh Twitter. Like I was just I found oh. it yeah, he said send beats through Twitter and I sent it and then he called and we spoke and he told me like, yo, Wiz Khalifa's getting on this and we shooting a video in Miami. But them coming down here is what kinda even more made it real because they started coming down here and he came he went on stage. I went to the club, he like, Yo, real niggas do real things. Say, yo, Kino, come on stage. <gasps> Had me come on stage with him and shit. So it was like, yeah, it was like a lot of <laughs> moments like that. I'm like, oh, shit is lit. You right. know what I mean? So, So yeah. how did you feel when, when that happened? Uh, I, I almost bust my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as hell. He called me on stage. He called me on stage. And uh, my man was like, bro, he just called you up there. I was like, what? <laughs> He like, yeah, go out there. I'll go out there. I'll try to move out the way of him. I trip over the speaker. He like, oh, whoa, shit. Yeah, but I ain't fall. I oh, okay. Ain't fall. Good, I, good, fall. Good, I, good. I caught it back. I caught it back. And he was like, oh, shit. Are you good? All right, I got my nigga Kino here, man. Kino just produced that. And then he dropped the shit in the club wow. and we turned it up. So that was, so was your like, first alley-oop. Te- oh, not first alley-oop, but that was your first, like, real big situation. Yeah, yeah. That wow. one felt good for sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was at Picasso. Oh, who knows about <laughs> yeah. Picasso? Picasso's facts. Look at facts. that. See how yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I think you had your bag of laptop or something. Yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. Look facts. at that. That's funny as hell. That's correct. You yeah, see that? Dude. Do you see that? <laughs> That's amazing. Y'all That's met wild. before y'all met. Right, because I didn't meet you till what? That was, that was 2014. Wow. I didn't meet you till I was 16 or 17. 
Yeah, that's like, damn. Wow. Look at that. That's crazy. <laughs> I wow. love these moments. Oh, That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so soon after you got that alley-oop, I'm sure everything else started to fall in line. So yeah. what came in after and then what led up to um, you meeting Currency? But I about to say yes and no because people be people think that, but it don't really yeah. work like that. You okay. know what I mean? Like unless you unless you um unless you get like a real smash, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like a real like like it's a multi platinum. Everybody and their mom are hearing this song. We got to find a dude that made this. Like yeah. it's regular. Like it's just another placement. Like you just another nigga that did a hard song for so and so. You know what I really? mean? So yeah. So it's like after that, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, it's about to go crazy now. And then it's just like, now nah, I'm still just recording niggas around Norfolk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> niggas still calling, booking a session. I'm just pulling up. Everybody like, hey, bro, I heard that shit you did for bro. That shit hard. I'm like, thanks, thanks. bro. Like, that's it. Like, all right, well, hey, nigga, record my ad lib now. Like, all right. Like, you know. You were just, still treated as yeah, if you were the it was, same. Yeah, it was regular. And then yeah. after that, like, like a six-month period went by, and then I end up, um, but from that, you know, you get more um you get more accolades from other producers. Right. You know what okay. I mean? More than anything. So okay. the other producers was like, Oh yeah, you know what I mean? We trying I'm trying to work with you. So at the time, um uh Rocco had a song called You Don't Even Know out. Okay. And when okay. he did You Don't Even Know, it was made from the dude named Childish Major. Okay. So I reached out to Childish and was like, Bro, you hard? And he was like, Man, I heard that shit you did with L's, that shit was hard as work. So me and him end up doing. We did one beat together, and the one beat we did together ended up getting placed for uh, for Young Jeezy. Wow! So yeah, so then that's when that that situation again, another situation. Everything just kind of I started catching more placements after that. But it's still like you know, it's always the same thing up to that, like just placement after placement. But it's still like you get the placement. You kind of geeked out, you know what I mean? You get yeah. all your congratulations to the phone. You get all that, damn, bro, you're doing your thing, bro. All right, thanks, you know what I mean? And then <laughs> you just keep on out. going. Yeah, just fizzle <laughs> out to the next one. Like, that's that's it. Like, wow. even even now, like, what, the Currency Project came out, what, two, three days ago? Yeah. I'm already seeing folks like, damn, yeah, I'm still listening to this. I'm like, still? <laughs> Nigga, it just came out. Like, you mean? I'm still, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm still on this. Like, <laughs> It's only three days old. Like, what you got brewing next, right. bro? Like, God damn. Let a nigga goddamn vibe for a second. So that's how this shit go. This shit don't they stop. They be wanting back to back, back from to you. Back. Wow. Yeah, this shit don't stop. Mm. You're consistently being, you know, in the studios, working on new stuff. Yeah. And how does your beat process go? Like, what is it like working with Kino Beats in the studio? Um, I mean, shit, I don't really change. I feel like I'm the same person all the time, and I don't really, like, I be detached from music a lot, you know what I mean? I feel like that's what make the best music. Like, I ain't, I ain't even, like, like, I'm not over music, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, being in the studio with me is gonna, like, it's gonna fuck a lot of people's heads up because... Yeah. I'm going to go to the studio, and I'm be like, damn, we got this? How long we got the room? <laughs> Shit. Oh, we could be in here all night. I bet we finna go to the bar. You know what I mean? Like, nigga be like, what? I thought we was finna work. Like, nah, I don't feel like working right now. Like, like shit, we finna play the game. Like, we finna talk shit. We ain't finna work, nigga. Like, nigga, that's why we chose this line of work, so we ain't have to goddamn right. work on nobody's clock. We work on our own clock, so that's kind of how it is. Like, I kind of I kind of pace myself until I really got a vibe 
to actually do some work and then whenever I've come then it's just like yeah it's just it come natural you know mm-hmm. as far as like technicals you know it's like yeah you're gonna work on a melody first and then okay the that's drum. the next question that yeah, I was gonna ask yeah like you know you deal with the melody first get the melody together and then add the drums and then arrange it and stuff like that you know and what software do you currently use uh FL F- still yeah I started with FL3 I'm on FL20 what Loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> Real loyalty. I know that. Part. You said FL3 and FL3. you had. FL3. Yeah. yeah. You don't use I was using Pro Tools to engineer, but I was, okay. I was using FL before it was cool. You know what okay. I mean? When okay. I was using FL, the old heads used to come up to me and tell me, like, y'all young niggas cheating. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, y'all cheating. This ain't right. You know what I mean? Y'all and I'd be cheat. like, shit, nigga, this. <laughs> Yeah, these ain't no real beats. You, y'all over there making computer beats. Right, You know right. what I mean? And now look at the radio. And people make beats on PlayStation. Yeah. Like, that used to be a thing, and that shit, man, a lot of people don't understand the hustle and the grind, because that shit is real. And and you should be able to go back to it if need be. Right. You know, humble yourself to go back to it. Yeah, And, and I, I feel that everybody should do that. And with that being said, um, when did, when did you cross paths with, um, Lex Luger, because I know he's from Suffolk originally, so mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all are in the same camp or whatever, but yeah. how would, how did that even come about? So it basically just came from me just, you know, everything I just said previously, right. just right. working in the city, and then I started building with um your boy Black. Yeah. And then um one night he was just like, hey, bro, Lex in town. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. He like, pull up. <laughs> I'm like, I right, I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> that sounds just like black. Like, like, he's like, all right, pull up, bro. Yeah, you in the studio right now. Pull up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro, about to pull up now. You know what I mean? So I pull up and um. And wait, is it at at this time had he had made um harder than pain or had yeah Lex Lex, Lex was already famous. Lex was already okay. Yeah, he was okay, already he was already, he was already that guy. You know okay, what I mean? So okay. it was it was definitely a, a lit and a, a lit situation and an honor to you know what I mean of pull course. up on him. So. You know what I mean? I pulled up and um yeah, that was that. He's like, yo, bro, this Kino, this nigga I was telling you about and nigga this legs. I'm like, oh right. shit, what's up? You know what I mean? He's like, I fuck with you. I'm like, shit, nigga, I fuck with you, obviously. And then we just started making beats. You know what I mean? Immediately. Yeah. Wow. Sure. Cause mo you know, cause when you when you hear two Virginia people coming together, that's it's very rare. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. these days, because I feel like that a lot of us don't work together. Yeah, but I, you know what? That's something that me and him, uh, we used to talk about a lot, and that's something that I feel like, like our, our immediate generation, I feel like we we completely changed that culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even prior to me meeting Lex, that's why I had different campaigns around the area, like New VA, and okay. like okay. I, I always was preaching that. Like I used to, I used to have artists like, like they probably won't even give me my credit, but artists that work together today in Virginia, I would have them. I would know that one of their session is early in the day and one is late, and I'll book their session around the same time. Wow. So I will force them to come together at the same time and be like, yo, it'll be a situation where I'll be playing somebody else's shit, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, who shit is that? Oh, yeah, that shit, that shit all right. Yeah, that shit cool. That shit cool. And I'll be like, bro, I know you like it, bro. You feel what I'm saying? But you just too cool. All right, say less. And I was forcing these niggas oh, okay. to get on songs together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was I forced a lot of different niggas that I watch. They're friends to this day. They do music with each other to the day in Virginia. You know what I mean? That's so, crazy. like, yeah. So I feel like I, I feel like our like we literally changed that culture. Like 
that that whole just like uh, be a part culture. And I watch it with the generation I see coming up after me where they like it's normal to them now. Yeah. They're like, of course, we're supposed to work together. That's what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. nah, you don't know the generation right before me. They shitted on us, oh, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And they was not doing no work together, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even up to now, like, I be thinking by now they would still get it. I reach out to certain folks, and it's still that. It's still, like, nah, like, we good, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, all right, yeah. Yeah. stay where you at, old head. I'm it, trying to fuck with you. Old head. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was trying to fuck with you, nigga. You the one guy. <laughs> You can only do so much for for people because they some people are ungrateful for one, and it's just do you, uh, another thing I have. Um, do you think it's a major hub here in Virginia? Because I know we have a lot of talent as far as like we have talent from videographers, photographers, producers, engineers. It go, the list goes on: uh, basketball players, football players. But do you feel that we have like a major hub? And if so, what is it? And if not, what could we do to to get that? I feel like I feel like Virginia kind of like like Portland, Oregon, because mm. Portland, Oregon is um, the home of like the Nike factory where they okay. make Nikes at. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I this area, that. yeah, and this area is just like that. I feel like we're a factory, oh. but we're not like the actual place. Like you don't hear like you don't fly to Portland to go and get the new Jordans. You're gonna fly to Miami, L.A., yeah. New York, Chicago, or Atlanta. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But everything is created in Portland, Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like we are the actual, like, we're the factory. We're we're where everything comes from. Right. But a lot okay. of times people don't come to the source. Right. You know what I mean? Because we don't have as much outlet. So I feel like it is what it is. This is a factory area. You know what mm. I mean? You come here and you hone your skills. You know what I mean? If you could if you could develop a following or develop a buzz here, you could really do it anywhere because it's not really a supportive type of area. You right, know? We just, exactly. We just develop skills here. Exactly. And with that being said, is it do do you feel that it's important to travel outside of your city to get more of a, I guess a a, um, a broad spectrum of entertainment? Of course. And how important is that? And it's, and how do you feel about it? It's the most important. Mm-hmm. It's the most important. So you can understand like it's bigger than where you're from. It's bigger than your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get different perspectives because some people are like you become closed minded when you're in this area because we this is a small town. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you have to visit. Like I, I like everybody is, sh- is shooting like to these like three cities. But at the end of the day, I look at it like you don't even have to go to Atlanta, L.A., New York. You exactly. just have to go to any major city. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like once you understand how a major city operates and how the, the thought process go in, it helps you to just develop um, better traits as a person. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. But and and you're also in and out of Virginia. You, you are you currently living here, or do you? I'm you? I'm living in uh, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, okay. So what was that transition like, and why did you make that transition? Um, it was cool. Um, I transitioned there. Like, uh, I started to. Uh, I started. I was I was DJing a lot, and I was touring a lot, mm-hmm. and I I wanted to uh, to really just spend a year. Same thing, like I just said. Like, I wanted to spend some time in a major city, right? Okay. And like, not to even really contradict myself, but it's like I I knew that. I knew that I had to pick a major city to be in, and I was like, okay, well, let me go to somewhere where it's like a music hub. You okay, know what I mean? Okay, But okay. now, in retrospect, it really would not have mattered if I went to Atlanta or if I would have went to Chicago or Orlando or Miami. Or I feel like it wouldn't have made a difference for mm, real. You know what okay. I mean? I feel like it was just a necessity to just be in 
a, a major a area that's bigger than where I'm from so I can see a little bit more to the world. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, obviously it's been plays and it's been cool out there, but, you know, you should be able to, you got to go. You have to definitely visit. Of course. Definitely have to visit Atlanta, but it's not. I don't think it's mandatory to live there, especially now while it's so saturated. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's very saturated. But mm-hmm. but with that also being said, they they represent one another. Their their culture is a way different from a Virginia culture. And um can you see can you see that difference or have you noticed a difference or is there nah, a difference in your eyes? It's different to me. Everybody say that, but it's like people try to compare a state to a city and I don't understand <laughs> that. Everybody, everybody always say Virginia to Virginia right. and Atlanta. Like, Virginia is a state. <laughs> Atlanta is a city. Like, that's first and foremost. You know what I mean? And, and Atlanta met, uh, Metropolitan is, like, way bigger than any other region in Virginia. Correct. So it's like, we're trying to compare two things that don't, that's not comparable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like Virginia's doing a great job of, of um, not even Virginia, at least I can speak for the area I'm familiar with, with which is a 757. I feel like 757 is doing a great job with um, creating a hub, uh, not even a hub, but creating a, um, a scene for itself. Uh, everybody kind of know who's the who's who. Yeah. Uh, everybody know who does what out here. Yeah. Everybody know where they could go for certain resources. You know what I mean? It's just a smaller scene. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like everybody wants to wants to make seven five seven the same as Atlanta, but it's literally impossible. We got millions and millions less people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like you got to be realistic with the the one the size one the size of the area to the outlet of the area. You're comparing it to a city that has. Um, CNN is one of their major. Come on yeah, now, the CNN news, building is there. Yeah. Adult Swim is there. Yeah. Cartoon Network, yeah. uh, Atlanta Hawks, yeah. Braves. You got major football, major baseball, yeah. major. We have a minor league baseball <laughs> team. You feel me? Like we have a minor league yes. baseball yes. team. Like come on, we don't have. There's no major outlet, so you can't compare it to. We can't even really compare to uh, Oklahoma City, if you want. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. even they got a major league ba- basketball team, right? So we don't have no major league sports team. So it's like that kind of that kind of takes away from us, you know, being able to really. I feel like that affects all the scenes for equally. Sure. You know? For sure, especially the entertainment scene. Cause yeah, for sure. Because you see a lot of these clubs also getting shut down and renamed, and it's like it's just so much stuff going on and, and within our culture that happens, and it gets stripped away from us. And then after a while, it's just like, dang, well, where can we do? Because yeah, you, you got to think about it, right? If you um if there was a major basketball team mm. in Virginia Beach or, I don't give a damn, Richmond or wherever, Gloucester, Virginia, it don't matter. If there was a major basketball team here, at some point during that year, LeBron James is going to play that team. For sure. And he's going to play that team there. For sure. That means anybody in Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Maryland, West Virginia, Kentucky, they're going to drive to go and see LeBron James mm-hmm. play. When they drive out here, if you're driving out here to go see him, you're going to want to do something Fact. in the city. You know Fact. what I mean? So now that opens up the clubs to do more. And if you got the, if you got the money to do that, chances are you have the money to – Buy a bottle in the club. Yeah. So now you got people out here spending money, and then you have a bigger network because you're going to want to know who the hell is this guy from North Carolina yep. that just drove seven hours or f- however many hours to go see LeBron. You know yep. what I mean? And then that's what helps to put the things economy. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everything grows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The network, everything gets bigger. So yep. when, without that happening, it keeps us as a small factory instead mm. of a major outlet scene. 
Right, right. So what do you feel that you're bringing to the Virginia market that will help with that? Well, I feel like I just do what I can as far as just spreading the knowledge because I feel like the knowledge, I feel like just growing up here, I always seen like the blind leading the blind. Mm. I feel like this this always been an area where like it'll be somebody that actually did it yeah. and then they'll come back and they'll be telling somebody about something yeah. and they'll be like, ah, <laughs> Fuck that shit you're talking about. Like, yeah. let me let me talk to the nigga that ain't never did shit right, before. Right. What you what you think? What you think, nigga that ain't never did shit? And they go they go deal with him. You know what I mean? So right. that's how that usually end up going. And it right. just be like, uh, you I think you're getting advice from the wrong person. Here. Right. I often hear it, um, Virginia being described as a crab in a barrel mentality. Do you, yeah. do you feel that? Yeah. In a sense, but yeah. yeah, but that's not even like Virginia's. I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I don't even feel like that's Virginia. That's black people as a whole. <laughs> right. You feel me? Like that's just that's just black people. That's just black people. Like that's just that's, <laughs> that's just black just... people. I don't know. Like I don't know because if you go to if you go to Flint, Michigan, if you go to Flint, Michigan, if you go to fucking. Gary, Indiana, mm-hmm. if you go to fucking, I don't know, Milwaukee, you go to fucking Louisville, Kentucky, like any community of black people, they're going to tell you the same shit. Facts. They gonna, look, ESTG just got popping from Kentucky, and he going to say the same shit. Like, man, I feel like niggas try to hold me back. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, right. I had to get Yo Gotti to get me popping. You know what wow. I mean? So it's like, they going to tell you that. Like, that's just how it go. Right. It just take like a few special people that have the power to actually do it. Because a lot of folks feel like, oh, yeah, you doing so-and-so, so you should be helping me. But maybe that power ain't as, you know what I mean? It's not there. It's like prominent. You yeah, mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. me? Damn. Yeah. So um, we are going to come to a close here shortly. However, I do have a couple more questions. Um, how do you describe your sound? I feel like my sound is like, it's like it's a mixture. It's a mixture of everything because it's like, um, it's it's Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like my sound is Virginia because we like a uh, we like a melting pot for a lot of different cultures. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't really like close my sound into one thing because I can go like heavy, heavy, dirty South trap. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or I could go in a sample bag and do East Coast. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like my sound is is Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's just a melting pot. I know that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I read something that um it says the fifth version of the same beat and served as the first collab with producer for real. Hear me. Is that is that correct? Uh, hear me is that, that yeah that's, that's the name of the song. Okay, hear me. And the fifth the fifth version. That's what it says when I read when I yeah. read some interview. It says um yeah a fifth that might version. be true. That's crazy. <laughs> that's you crazy. Finding out some shit. Yeah, that might be true. I love, I, it. I love it. I love it. I did that beat with um I did that beat with a producer from DC named Miles Sloan. Yeah. And um yeah, yeah, that, that I don't know if it was the fifth version. It might have been like the third. I might have put some sauce on that and make it sound crazy. <laughs> yeah, I might have I might have like enhanced that situation a little bit. But now nah, cuz I made the beat. I knew the sample was hard. I knew mm-hmm. the sample was super hard. And I made the beat and I was vibing with it. And then I made the beat again. That's what it was. I made a beat, and then I made I changed the drums on it. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, me and him linked. I forgot how we linked. And I had played him the beat. I was going through some stuff, and then I was like, "Hey, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I like this beat that I did, 
I like this sample, and I like the way that I got the chops on the sample, but I hate my drums. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I could give you the sample chops and see if you could put some drums on it. So he sent me, so that was the third one. Yeah, he sent me what he did, and I thought it was hard. I thought it just needed a few more changes, okay. and I changed it up some more. So I say, like, yeah, the fourth the fourth oh. version of that beat ended up being a beat. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um, but we are going to get to our segment called Top 5, which is five questions catered to my guests, five answers answered by my guests. So um, if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. Uh, we, you could just mm-hmm. say we can move on. If not, go ahead and answer it. Um, so here we go. Top five songs in your catalog. Top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say <laughs> uh, Young Maul, Young Maul, Pusheisty, Walking, Dage Loaf, Benny the Butcher, um, um, damn, well, I can't think of the name of that song right now. <laughs> I can't think of I just feel like both of them were sleepers, too. Both of them, the, uh, the Days Loafing Benny record and the Days Loafing Lil Uzi record I did was, I feel like that was a sleeper, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you got two more. Uh, Currency, uh, Currency, Barbed Wire Fence, and Currency, Days Low Heart, and this shit. Okay. Top five traveling experiences. <laughs> oh man, I can't do that one. <laughs> I can't do all I would say is uh I just say the city names, but I can't even go into detail. I can tell a story. I can tell a story <laughs> from one. But damn, yeah, it's some crazy shit. But <laughs> uh I definitely had to put Paris. That's why I always go back to Paris. Paris is definitely the one. Barcelona had some good times. Didn't you just come back because your birthday? You yeah. just had a shout out to you. Yeah. You just had a birthday. Yeah, that was yeah, thank you. I had um every time I every time I went overseas, I always went out working. So I, I that was one of my like goals for my bucket list. Like I was wow. like, I wanna go overseas without working one right. time. I wanna just be like, fuck it. I'm finna go to Europe. And all the places I wanna go, I'm finna go back without y'all telling me shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me I need to be here for right. sound check. <laughs> I'm finna come back to this shit. I'm finna stand on the table. Y'all ain't finna tell me a motherfucking right, thing. So right. that's what I was able to do. So that that felt good. Um, so what I say? Paris, Paris. Barcelona, uh, of course Jamaica. That's where I'm from. So I gotta always say Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, Japan. Japan was dope as fuck. You have a lot of fans in Japan. Yeah, in I that China that. area. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always say Shanghai too, cause yeah, Shanghai made me feel like a fucking star. I couldn't even walk down the street. <laughs> 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 like that was crazy. And as far as like a story, I, I, I feel like a clean story would definitely be. <laughs> I gotta go to the clean one. A, a clean one would definitely be Pula, Pula, Croatia, Pula, and Pula, Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Lex, we had to do a, um, we had to do a, a, a boat party out there. We had to do a boat party, and it was just dope to me because we 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 weren't gonna do the party at all. Mm-hmm. So me and Lex were in the hotel, like man, fuck that party. We need <laughs> like we tired, man. <laughs> fuck that shit. I don't give a damn. So we end up going to the party late. So since we got to the party late, they were like the boat already left. <gasps> yeah, they were like the boat left, but we could take you guys on a speedboat. Oh, so we all shit. so we drove to the port and we hopped on a speedboat. And we rode on a speedboat to the middle of the ocean. And once we got to the middle of the ocean, everybody's on the party boat. 
like the it was a big ass yacht, and then the DJs on the boat like, you guys, Lex Luger and Kino Beats has now <laughs> arrived to the boat. So it was just like everybody on the boat was like, yeah. What? Yeah, that was like one of the moments that I was like, nah, this is crazy. And we hopped on the boat and we started DJing on the boat. Then another party boat came next to us and we was partying with day boat. Like, that was fucking what? crazy. Like, a mo- like the movies? Real movie shit. And that was in Pula, Pula, Croatia. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was wild. Wow. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, Top five songs we didn't know were yours. Um, I think all of them. I don't be knowing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be knowing if people even pay attention shit. to the shit that I be doing. Talk like, yeah, nah, I'm just saying, not even like on no like cocky shit. Just on some shit. Like, I don't think niggas be paying attention to this shit. <laughs> like, nigga, be like, damn, Keno, I heard you did some shit, bro. But I don't think niggas actually go and listen to it. Right, you know what right, I mean? So right. I don't be fucking knowing. Like, um, yeah, like shit. I don't know. Like, that's hard. Like, I would say, like, even like the uh. Ooh, what was one? Somebody was just playing a song. To, uh, I think it, actually a, a girl was playing the Dage Loaf Lil Uzi song the other day in her car when I got in her car. And I was I, I was like, are you being funny? And she was <laughs> like, what? You don't like this song? I'm like, nah, like I produced that. She's like, what? You know what I mean? So like that was that was one of them ones that kind of caught me off guard. Um, um, probably like the Jeezy taught that record. That was another one that. I know a lot of street niggas be playing that shit and don't produce that <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I be, I'm, I'm trying. I don't even be knowing. I don't remember <laughs> none of this shit. I be doing. I just be doing shit. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to move to the last two questions, which is uh, top five collaborations. Mm. Producers or artists? Um, It doesn't matter however you want to do it. I have to say, just because it's recent now, like every every couple every couple months, you know, shit change. But right, right. now, it have to be the work I'm doing with Traumatone, because me and him, we kind of in a crazy space right now. Right. Because um, that's really like that's it, like because these the last what two to three months, like the work that we done with Currency is crazy. Like we like the first project, which is a compilation project, me and him produced six tracks together up there. Oh, that's wow. me and him together. Right. Um. The, his project, I produced three. I produced three tracks on his project. My project, he produced three tracks on mine that we all that we collabed on. Wow. You know what I mean? So that's a total of twelve songs right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then also during this whole process, we just did um, two songs with Big Crit together. What? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did two with Big Crit, and then also uh, one of the Dage Low songs he collabed with me on that. So it's like that's like one of the most you know frequent collaborators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we did a, um, a Money Man record together. Um, like four or five months ago so wow that's dope shout out to him um and last one is top five moments in your career we pulled up on the speedboat right (laughs) 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 did i I fail to mention (laughs) yeah like we pulled up on a speedboat in pula croatia (laughs) ah yeah that was lit that was lit i ain't gonna lie yeah, that was pretty lit. <laughs> that 
Yeah, that. I, I mean, I got yeah, some more. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was on the speedboat. That was crazy. That was wild. I bet I could. Yeah. Only, I mean, I could only imagine how y'all was feeling going across that water. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> when we get done, I'm gonna show you the video because I think I still got the video oh, saved. Shit, you gotta put. Real. You gotta put a beat to that. Oh that's... God. I gotta re. I gotta. I gotta re put everything out. Like. For real, for real. That shit like four or five years old now, but that oh, shit wow. is fresh. That shit lives, what they say, live rent-free in my brain. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that day. Like, that shit was hard. <laughs> what if y'all came in on a helicopter? Man, that's next. That's next. That's next. Hey, yeah, yeah you guys are a, li- a little bit late, so we're going to have to bring you in on the helicopter. You know, they ain't even going to say that. They're going to say, the we're going to we're gonna have to bring you in on the heli. The heli? The fuck? Yeah, we're going to bring you guys in on the heli. We're just going to land on the pad. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Nigga, bring us on a boat with a helicopter. Like, bro. <laughs> right? You got to ask. You got to be like, y- y'all still paying us after this? So, like, or should we be paying y'all? Like, the fuck? I'm confused. Yeah, like, do we pay y'all for this? Or, like, how this work now? Because this shit kind of lit. Like, I feel like we supposed to be paying y'all for Big some shit facts. like this. No question. So I have a exclusive access exclusive access, which is a segment where um you let our fans know because after we do an interview together we're friends. Okay. So um let our fans know that you have something or you have some exclusivity to something. If you don't have any like exclusive access information mm. as far as like you're dropping something else and here's the date or okay. something that we can look forward to. If you don't have anything, that's fine. We can move down to um, our wind down, which is the, the closing of the show. All right, well, I say, because I just got one of them back today. Um, I ain't going to say what song, but it's a song on the project with Currency that um, I'm doing a remix for one of the songs. Uh-huh. And I have a artist um, from, I have an artist from Memphis. <gasps> That is an on artist the from song. Memphis, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I got a I got a remix for one of one of actually one of my favorite records on the project. So I have the artist from Memphis, and I'm also gonna um, add another artist. But right now, I have one artist already confirmed. Oh, so y'all heard exclusive it. access. Y'all heard it here first. Yeah, Look, thanks. so Hollywood podcast be bringing y'all the news. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> So um, now it's time to give your shout outs, your social media, your last words. And then I have one final question, which is the question of the day. Uh, so you can go ahead and let everybody know. Oh, actually, I have two, two. What, what is some advice that you can leave our culture with? Man, just keep working. Stay focused and don't be closed minded. Like I, I've been saying I feel like I've been saying this like the whole weekend, like because I've been talking to a lot of different up and coming uh, producers in the area, just right. creators in general. I've just been saying, if you're creative, you could do anything. You know what I mean? Like, if you could produce, you could edit videos. If you edit videos, you can engineer. If you engineer, you can make beats. If you make beats, you can, you know what I mean? It goes on and go- on and on. So it's like, don't just lock yourself into one one little small corner of entertainment because you might find out that you have a skill set that's better over here, you know what I mean, that, that you just needed to unleash, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Ooh, okay. So give your shout out social media and um we're gonna do the question of the day and get up out here. Um Kino Beats, K I N O B E A T S. Shout out to God. Mm, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the question of the day is what bothers you about the industry? In- Everything. <laughs> Everything. 
Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> I hate it here. Uh, <laughs> Everything. Everything? Yeah, a lot. And a what, lot. okay, so what would be your solution to help fixing it or getting uh, it into the right direction? I mean, niggas just gotta stop being hoes. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. That's what it. Like, I just hate the. I just hate the. Um, the. Uh, I don't know the right word to say this. Maybe you could find it for me. Mm-hmm. But the ungenuineism of it. You know what I mean? The uh, unoriginal. Nah, nah, nah. Un uh, like not being genuine. You okay, know? un un. Okay. The ungenuineism. Ungen. Okay. You feel That's what I'm gonna be a word today. Yeah, ungenuineism. Like. You know, I'm a. I feel like I'm a genuine person, and right. I like being around genuine people. Of so, course. like when I say "What's up, bro? How you doing?" I really mean "What's up, bro? How you doing?" Right. I don't mean "What's up? Tell me about your latest placements." Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's what I, I don't like. That I don't like. You know the way this thing goes, where you know everybody just it's just a fucking dick measuring competition. And right. I, I don't like that. You know what right. I mean? So that right. that's the that's the thing that bothers me the most. Like I. Like I just wish it was more, you know, genuine, genuine people, and um, and that you know, um, the business was just handled better. Mm, for sure, and your publishing, publishing is important because uh, who who told me Mixmaster Ice was actually not Mixmaster Ice, uh, Mr. Servon. He he said something about uh, the publishing is important. Pretty much everybody that comes up here that's an artist said, do make sure your paperwork is together, make sure your publishing is together, make sure you know you know the ins and out of this business because it will eat you up and spit you out yeah. <laughs> twice. <Fucking> so, right. <laughs> so um, if you have anything else, you can um let them know. If not, I'm gonna give my shout outs and we are gonna get up out here. Shit, Kino Beats. Kino. <laughs> Matching Rolex is out now. Download it. Yes, sir. Ski. <laughs> um, yes, whenever you're in VA, hit me up. Go to MISS Hollywood 313 Instagram page. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe this live. Go to www.allofhollywood.biz to book me or to contact any of the guests that I've had on this show. Um, until next time, thank you guys. Peace up, A Town Down. So, Hollywood the Podcast out. <laughs> Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So
Yeah, bro, that's fucking crazy. I did not know you was there, bro. bro I was right. So that night, if I can remember correctly, it was my old homie Nico. Yeah. He did a lot of real estate construction and shit. And I seen him at the real estate conference. He got there like maybe two hours before me. He was there. I think either this nigga, I don't know, but we was roommates. Already at Picasso, and my barber now to this day, he used to he used to come a lot. Like he used to know all the management stuff, the sales stuff, all that stuff. I want to say that's the only reason why I seen that nigga because I didn't even know who that was at first. Nico was, you know what I'm saying? Like you always got to be on your shit. Right now, yeah. 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 Y
We're gonna come by a hundred hours tonight. Tonight, bro. A hundred. For real, you think I'm bullshitting? Like, bro, what? Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood H O double L Y double U double O. So Hollywood H O double L Y double U double O. So Hollywood H O double L Y double U double O.
To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com. <laughs>